Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. In this segment, mortgage payments and escrow accounts, how do they fit together and how is an escrow account even calculated? Stucco homes in Metro Atlanta, are they a problem or are they a good value? And then inspections and repairs. What exactly needs to be done for inspections and repairs on stucco homes? My name is Cleve Gaddis. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts. So home buying and selling can be done with total confidence and without all that worry that's typical with life's biggest investments. We want to connect with you, Atlanta. Go Gaddis Radio is where you go. G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back, share ideas, request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight coming up in the fourth segment. And you can subscribe to our podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan. They're a full-service law firm with 25 or 26 offices, I think, now throughout Metro Atlanta. The firm specializes in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880. Were you caught off guard when you bought your home, when your lender told you that an extra amount would be collected each month in your mortgage payment to cover taxes and insurance? Wasn't it a relief when the bill came due that the funds were already held, or this is your taxes and insurance bill, that the funds were already held by your mortgage company and would be paid for you. Tara and Loganville wrote in saying, we're not familiar with mortgage escrow accounts. Does the lender always set these up when financing a home? How is it calculated? And the answer is the default for a mortgage is for it to have an escrow account. I'm not saying you can't have a mortgage without an escrow account, you can. In many cases, um, there is an additional interest rate premium because the lender has a little more risk when they're waiting on you to make the payments. It's not always the case. And some people, depending upon their qualifications, might not experience any additional charge to go without an escrow account. But an escrow account is an account that is designed to collect taxes and insurance any of the bills, if you have an annual HOA due or something that would be paid regularly, it could be that they collect all of those amounts. And each month you pay one-twelfth of those expenses uh, so that when the taxes are due, so for example, if the insurance is due in March, you have about 15 months worth of insurance premiums in there. So there's plenty to make the 12 months worth of payments. When taxes are due, let's say that's October, November, or December, it would probably be one of those months in Metro Atlanta. Then when it's time to pay the taxes, you have 15 months worth of taxes as well. So what happens is when you close on your transaction, so let's be clear before we move on. If you don't want to have an escrow account, you you have a right not to have an escrow account. You need to talk to your lender about that to see if, number one, that's something that they can provide, and number two, is there an additional cost for it? I was anti-escrow accounts for the first couple mortgages that I had, and I'm not even sure why, but now I use an escrow account because I just prefer it that way. I like to budget one twelfth every single month instead of coming up with all the taxes and insurance in one fail swoop. So when you get ready to go to closing, the lender wants to have 15 months worth of taxes and insurance in your account by the time taxes are due. 
If you close, for example, in the month of June, then it'll be either the 1st of uh, July or the 1st of August, depending upon when your payments are set up. So the lender will start collecting in July, August, September, October, November, December. They're going to collect six months worth. And so let's just say that your insurance would be due in January. This is a bad example because you don't close in June and pay your insurance in January, but let's just say you do. Then you're the, the, you would need to have 15 months worth of insurance payments in your escrow account so that a year's worth could be paid in January. So they're going to do an additional collection at closing that is designed to set up your escrow account. So in this case, they would have to set up an extra seven or eight months. It's not the way it works in the real world. I'm just explaining it to you uh, based on a, on, a, on a scenario, based on an example to help you understand it. So let's take taxes and look at it. And let's say the taxes were uh, $3,600 a year. That's $300 a month. If you closed in... Uh, June, and let's say you were in Gwinnett County, by the following October, not the current October, by the next October of the following year, you would need to have all of the taxes uh, ready to collect. So we close in July, taxes due in October. So we know that we'll have August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So in that particular case, the lender would have 15 months to collect taxes and insurance, which means they would not need to collect additional amounts at closing. Now, there's also going to be this balancing. So when you close on a property in July, the seller is going to pay his or her prorated share up through July, and the buyer is going to pay the taxes from the closing date moving forward. So you'll have this prorations that are going on to help the buyer set up their escrow account. So hopefully, I have been able to clarify for you how escrow accounts work. Now, the lender cannot, I don't believe the lender can collect any interest on escrow accounts. The lender also cannot, when it is government-backed loans like conventional loans, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, the regulations don't allow the lender or the servicer to hold more than a certain amount of cushion in your escrow account. And so they require those loans to have a yearly sort of settle up statement, if you will, a, a yearly settlement statement that shows here's what we collected, here's what we paid, here's what we're projecting for next year. So either we're going to add a little bit to your payment, we're going to subtract some from your payment, we're going to ask you to send us a little extra money. They have to do that on an annual basis. Those numbers, actually, those statements are fairly easy to understand. So when you get them from your lender, and I'm not sure when yours would come out. Mine happens to come out in January. But when you get them from your lender, pay attention to them and see if it makes sense. For several years, uh, my payments went up. But then last year, my payment went down just a little bit. And it's because it went up more than it needed to the month before, uh, the year before. And remember, that lender is required to only hold a certain amount extra, a certain amount in cushion. And if they have more than that, they are required to give it back to you in the form of a reduction in your payment moving forward. Or I guess you could probably ask them to send you the cash back as well. Tara, hopefully that helps you understand. Escrow accounts are very common. They're not totally required. Uh, lenders set them up uh, by default in most cases. So if you don't tell a lender you want an escrow account, you're pro they're probably going to set one up for you anyway. 
if you don't want one, that's what you need to be be specific with and tell the lender. And it's calculated so that there's enough taxes to pay the taxes when they're due. There's enough insurance to pay the insurance when it's due with a three-month cushion. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. The answer, I'm Cleve Gaddis, and I'm so glad you joined us today. Are you a home buyer who is currently looking for homes in Metro Atlanta and looked at some stucco homes and wondered about maybe cracks in any exposed areas of the stucco that might cause issues in the future? Or have you bought a stucco home in the past without knowing the costs associated with repairs? We got a listener question from Travis. We received a listener question from Travis he says, it seems like a lot of the homes we're looking at in Atlanta are made of stucco. What exactly is stucco, and is it a bad thing? Um, so there's a couple of different kinds of stucco. There is a real stucco, which is like a Portland cement exterior for your home. And then and there's a, there's hybrids, so it's not true that there's only two kinds, but I'm going to say today there's only two kinds. And then there's a synthetic stucco, the the hard coat stucco or the Portland cement as you know has exterior plywood uh, insulating board waterproofing board then has kind of a metal lathe um, a metal screen if you will and then they basically uh, put with a mortar and trowel or spray it on uh, a Portland cement based stucco uh, for the exterior cladding of your home is that a problem? In most cases, no, but in some cases, the weight of the stucco causes the stucco to start pulling off the house. I will tell you, if you are looking to buy a stucco home in Metro Atlanta, you need to have an additional inspection. Have a home inspector, a good quality home inspector. I recommend members of the Georgia Association of Home Inspectors, GAHI.com is where you can find them. Those are all CABO, those are all CABO or code certified, so they understand all the codes. If they recommend additional inspections or not, I would probably have somebody come out and do a stucco inspection. If you have a synthetic stucco home, uh, that is where you have the exterior waterproofing board. You have what is, let's just call it styrofoam, uh, like a styrofoam cooler. And then you have a little thin um, sheathing or or uh, like a, um, uh, a plastic or a metal... Um, uh, I'm just totally losing my words here, but you have a like 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 a screen on a screened-in porch. Uh, so uh, you'd have something, and then they would put what's called uh, a drive it or a similar material, which is a very very light, very soft uh, material. Synthetic stucco is a wonderful insulator. Uh, however, in Metro Atlanta, it was not applied correctly, so they didn't caulk it correctly around the windows and doors and everywhere stucco met wood. And it's been problematic in Atlanta because when moisture gets behind the stucco, there's no way for it to get out. It's not like a brick home that has weep holes in the brick so the moisture can get out. And so you get this moisture behind the wall in a synthetic stucco home and it starts to rut, rot the structural membranes in the wall, the 2x6s, the 2x4s, the sill plates. All of that. There are ways for them to test those stucco homes and drill small holes in them and test the moisture behind the wall. Uh, me personally, I would not buy a synthetic stucco home without having it fully and completely tested. I would probably also get a warranty on it. There is so much confusion over s synthetic stucco warranties, but the reality is, is if you get them to come out and inspect it and you make all the repairs and you take care of it, they will warranty the exterior of your home. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back in our neighborhood spotlight, we are featuring Flowers Crossing in Lawrenceville. We're going to talk about floodplains and mortgage forbearance. Stick with us. We'll be back. <laughs> 